Hi, I'm Christina, the CEO at Scopio, the largest library of authentic photos. You can find us on Instagram at Scopio Images. And this is a series bringing the most talented photographers around the world to give us tips, ideas, and tell us about current events they really care about. We know you will find actionable, real steps to build your career and ideas. Hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's going. How are you? I'm doing well. How's the week been for you so far? Uh, it's been uh, really amazing. We have like lots of stuff going on. We have some new people on the Scopio team and we've been working really hard to like tell everybody stories. Um, I, I know everybody needs help now, especially with storytelling and mm -hmm. um, how to really like build out their ideas, whether it's their personal brand or whether it's a business they work for. I think we're all getting like a little more entrepreneurial and we have to like figure out what we need to do in order to get that story across and like spend your time on the right things. So I, I'll let you get into it. Emory starts, but the floor is yours. Go ahead. Yeah, of course. Um, first, thanks everyone for joining. I know there's a lot going on in the world. So I just wanted to start with that. Um, yeah, my name is Emory Barnes. I'm 25 years old. I currently live in Portland, Oregon. I work out of New York, originally from Chicago. So basically just everywhere. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then just a little backstory on me. I work by trade um, as a brand executive at Wyden and Kennedy. It's an advertising agency headquartered in Portland, but offices all throughout the world. And by passion, I work as a photographer as well. So I've been doing that for about two years now. Um, anything from protest photography, I've done engagement photos as well. So that's kind of a little niche. Um, architecture, pop art, those are some of my favorites as well. That's great. So talk to us about some of the brand building that you've done, or maybe what you're seeing, what has changed now? Like, how do you feel like your work has changed? Yeah, I think a lot of it has changed just due to the climate that we're in with COVID. Um, I can speak a little bit about the brand marketing side and then just as a photographer, I think a lot of brands, um, as you know, they'll plan year to two years in advance with a lot of the work that we do. So we've had to shift a lot of our plans and just figure out, okay, what works best, um, what's reflective of the client that we're in right now. And I think even with everything going on with Black Lives Matter, a lot of brands really had to take a step back and first look internally to figure out, okay, what do we need to do uh, before we even put messaging out there? Um, so I think as a, it's been a fun exercise just being a black um, person in the industry. Um, it's been nice to have a voice and really just push our brands a lot of different ways to just figure out what's right. Um, and taking the necessary steps. I think as a photographer, um, it's also been an exciting challenge for me just to be able to document everything that's going on in the world. Um, it's very historic. And I think um, just being able to show my perspective and how I'm seeing things, that's just been um, a really exciting opportunity for me. Um, I think with everything you see um, with media outlets and within the news, um, you just tend to get a lot of unbiased perspectives. Um, so for me, it's been nice just to be able to kind of put out what I'm seeing um, in real time too, just to be able to capture um, what's going on in the world. Have you been able to integrate that into your, into your actual work? I mean, so many photographers are passionate about current events. How have you been able to like link those together? Yeah, of course. Um, it's been really exciting. I think Wyden and Kennedy, um, they've been very progressive with the stuff that they've been doing. Um, we actually just launched an initiative called Respectus, so I was able to use the photography that I was doing um, with the Portland protest and actually use that for the video. So it's been nice just to be able to intersect as well. 
um, and just being a creatively led agency. Um, it's been nice just to be able to pull in different resources and be able to use that for, okay, if we're going to do a podcast, who can I tap into that I know within my network? Um, or the same thing if like a client needs this type of um, photographer or um, they want to put out this messaging. It's like, who do I know within line or outside of that that we can reach into? So that's been a really good thing for me. So what advice do you have for people that maybe don't work at a big um, like agency and have all that support? Like what would you suggest for them to do during this time to like really make a splash and get their name known or their business known or? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it just starts with putting out content and just put, putting out messaging. Um, everyone has a platform. I mean, whether that you have 10 followers, 10,000, I think, What's unique about this is that everyone wants to hear, especially if you are a black man or woman, they want to hear it from you. What are you going through? What are the things that um, we should be doing? Um, so I think this is now the time um, our voices are amplified. I think we still have a long way to go um, just to be able to get people to hear it and to act upon it. Um, but yeah, it's just a matter of putting out stuff that um, can really change the agenda, move the needle forward. What is like a, an example? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've seen it anything from LinkedIn, um, individuals sharing content, um, having personal conversations with individuals. Um, I don't want to necessarily say like as a brand, just to be able to put out a statement or a film just to say, this is how we feel, but I'm challenging a lot of those brands. And I think a lot of my coworkers too, to actually do something. I think it's one thing if you just, um, talk to talk, but I think a lot of brands that have really taking a step forward, um, they've been able to walk the walk as well and just be able to say, this is what we're saying, but at the same time, this is what we're doing. Um, so like I said, I think there's a lot of things that need to be done, um, but it's just making those first small steps and that's really what's gonna push it forward. So what are like a few small steps that people can do? Yeah. Talking um, to people and... Yeah, yeah. talking to people. Um, I think it starts with the people that are in your intimate circle. Um, even if, if you look like a as brands, like start with your clients, start with your day-to-day -day clients, um, have those conversations, show why it's important. Um, you're not gonna get it at the first crack. I think it just can take um, several reps um, and just to show this is a top of mind conversation. Um, so like I said, whether that be weekly statuses you have every month that you're talking, um, bring it up in six months. I think the thing that with Black Lives Matter, a lot of people and brands don't realize like this isn't just something that happened in the summer and then now it's time to move forward. Um, this is something individuals are dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis so uh, the narrative hasn't changed as you saw 50 60 years ago people were marching and um, with the civil protest civil rights protest um, it's just a matter of just constantly moving it like if we can take one step forward have you been able to find like places of support as a creative like I know it's hard obviously going up against something like why didn't Kennedy go such a big organization and you're like no this is you should listen to my advice now or like I have these ideas that must be really kind of scary for some people is there support that you found or like an unusual kind of support that people within organizations can look for because no matter how many people like me go and say this is important at an organization it really you're like the most authentic voice that can make a change but it's like hard because you're working for a company but this is your personal kind of passion so how have you found any tricks or helpful things that, for people yeah I, I have to start with saying why didn't Kenny I've been super fortunate for just because um, everything they've done you can tell they're willing to make the strides I think collectively we have a lot of work to do just within the advertising industry but 
um, they've been really receptive and just to hear our voices and to be able to um, actually put money where their mouth is. I think that's something that's really important. But I think a lot, that's not the case for a lot of people and I'm very aware of that. I think even as a smaller organization, it's just showing the reason why it's important. And I think um, looking at things in a very infinite mindset versus finite. So for example, brands or organizations may realize this isn't something that we're comfortable saying, but just being able to show them these are case studies of brands that have done it well, or these are organizations that have moved the needle forward. Um, and this is how it's actually helped them. Um, so by just thinking in the long term and shifting that mindset, I think that's something that um, a lot of people can take and resonate with. That's great. Do you have any other advice for, uh, I guess for, I mean, their term is like allies now, but I mean, it's just so hard because this is like the center of the story right now and, and everybody's really trying to help. Uh, as my, I hope we get to a point where it's like, we're all humans and we're not like identified based off of like things like that. Um, it's tough, of course. But have you seen actually a total change in storytelling? I mean, for me, branding is storytelling. Uh-huh. I don't know how you feel about it or how your creative process goes uh, on that like where do you find the mixture between the storytelling and the brand and um yeah and i think there's probably more freedom today creatively than ever there was so and i can talk about that too i think just with photography i think as a brand i mean whether you think about if that's your personal brand or a brand that you're working with it's just about being authentic i think a lot of people these days can see who is actually doing something and who is actually just saying something because they're checking a box um, I think even if you think back in June, um, that viral stunt, you can say the black square, um, you have a lot of people that just did it and moved on. Um, and then you have a lot of people that actually did it and made the steps necessary to, um, quote unquote, become an ally. Um, so I think it's just a matter of that. Um, like with brands, it's just a matter of pushing them and showing them like, you can't just say something, you have to actually go out and do it. The reason why it's important. Um, so I think, like I said, back to your personal brand too, like as I put out photography, um, it's important just to be able to say like, I have a personal brand and I'm authentic in it. Um, because as people, like as you start to build a following and more people will get to see that, um, they'll know if, like the reasons why you're doing it. Are you taking these photos just to make money or to get quote unquote clout? Um, or is it something that you're truly passionate about? Um, and I think if you really understand and take a second and figure out like, what's the reason why you're doing it and understand your true purpose. Um, that's what's going to move you ahead further. Do you think that's what like helps you actually be able to put it out? Because I have, I talk to creatives every day, obviously with photographers, there's so much like um, nervousness with actually putting it out. So maybe like hundreds of people like you actually went to the protest, they took pictures, but then they were like, mm, maybe these are not good enough or like, there's there's so much like i guess i don't want i want to say insecurity but there's so much holding people back from actually just sharing their art and building that and you're and what you said earlier was like just post and then you'll see like just put content out there so how what like maybe earlier in your career what helped you kind of get over that yeah and that's a great question i think we can circle back just to this overarching theme it's a lot of people are afraid of getting out their comfort zone um if you are a musician, if you're a singer, um, photographer, you are a dancer, a fashion stylist, it's a lot of people are afraid to actually put their work out there because they are their biggest self-critics. So if you end up doing that, you'll never have the chance to break through. And I think it's a very hard thing to do, especially if 
Um, I started doing photography right after college and not a lot of people were used to it. I mean, I was very proud of my work, but a lot of people are saying, okay, what's he doing? Like what's this, we don't really understand it. Um, and I know it's hard to be vulnerable, but at the same time as you have to be able to look past that and look at the long term of saying, this is something I'm really passionate about doing. And once you actually get past that point, that's when you start to then build the following and I think get that validation as well. Um, so yeah. What helps you get past that point? I think it, I think it just starts with like, small things i mean that's one person saying like i really liked your photo um your photo really moved me i think with the black lives matter photos um people buying my prints i'm like really like you actually like this work and you want me to print it out i think it's it takes time but i think just doing something you love that's the core of it um just getting out there um putting out work that you love whether that reaches one person whether that reaches a million um just having one person in your corner um i think once you get that then they'll kind of spread waves and continue to move on but i think i always think it's interesting because a lot of the photographers that work with us they all have different careers and everyone's working on different things like i grew up i felt like my mom was a photographer but she, but she just loved it um so now i'm like love that with scopio i get to see all this but you're like a professional creative and photographer do you identify yourself like as a photographer or yeah it's pretty wild actually because i don't think I started to quote unquote call myself a photographer until this past summer. Um, as again, like I work in brand management by trade. Um, and I think kind of the reason why I got into photography is because um, like in an account management, brand management role, you're not the one actually developing creative. You're just kind of there guiding it, shaping it, um, bringing it to clients. So I think like starting off in the industry, like 21, 22, like I was around so much creativity. I was like, I want to do this myself. Like, how can I express myself? Um, so I think that's initially when I started getting into photography. And I think back to your point, there's an aspect of storytelling. I think that's why I love this as a medium. I think one picture can really say a lot um, for people that were or were not there. Um, but what's been nice is that the work that I do, um, I guess you can say nine to five, as you know, advertising isn't that, but we'll, we'll call it that. <laughs> um, the work that you do nine to five really helps and kind of inspire what I do five to nine which is a photographer and things that I'm learning as a photographer, a lot of those practices I can then bring back to advertising. So I think that's, what's been really nice because um, even if you think about how I'm putting out content, like if you think about a campaign launch, um, it usually starts with a hero film or a TV, like a TV commercial. Um, a lot of times that's supported with an out of home or like a billboard or a radio spot or an experiential activation or a media partnership. So I, I, I think the way I've been thinking about my photography is rather than just putting it on Instagram and I just kind of going through that cycle, it's how are other places that I can reach people. Um, so whether that's be selling my prints, whether that's doing um, information like, like, I guess, conversations like this, um, whether that's connecting with local photographers in the city, I think because they have a following, I have a following, and we can then use our following to build each other and kind of think, especially with the Black Lives Matter um, protests, we're able to then expand our reach. Um, so I think just being in the industry for the time I've been, it's been able to really change my perspective on how I'm putting out work. Do you think that it's because of the Black Lives Matter movement that you're so passionate about it? Is that, like you said, yeah. is this this summer? So do you, do you see this translating into any other, like other subjects or? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I've always had a passion for photography, but I think this past summer, it, this is the time that gave me the confidence in saying like, there's more to this than just doing this on the weekends or just putting up a picture on Instagram. 
Um, it's really changed my mindset to say, one, I have the talent to do it, two, um, how can I expand my reach? Um, and I think, like I said, what's nice is about the work that I do day to day, it complements what I do with photography as well. Um, so I think I can see an, another question of like, what is your next step for photography? Um, I'm moving to New York um, at the start of the year. Um, I'm switching offices to Wyden and Kennedy. Um, so I just, it, that itself is a huge market. And I think for me, I would just love to continue to find people that are into photography. There's so much that you can document too. And I think me being in a new city, it's kind of looking at it like, a newborn baby like there's so much that new york has to offer um so um taking it a step further brands connecting with other people i think that would be what the future for my photography looks like awesome it looks like we have another one yeah how's it going terrence um how do you want your fans to engage with your photos um i think back to what like i was saying earlier just be authentic i mean if you share it I love that. I think it's just been able to be, it's been nice to just be able to see people all across the world um, who has gotten my photos, who it's moved. Um, I really love when people DM me um, and just have a personal connection. Like your photo moved me, your photo made me cry. Like I showed this to my son. I like this photo inspired me to have a really difficult conversation. Um, I've even got comments of just like previous photos, like this is dope. Like, I mean, I like stuff like that. Cause I think it's one thing to just be able to comment on a picture, but to be like, I'm going to take this a step further and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. That's what really means a lot. But um, I think it's another thing too, of just being able to like use my prints. Like I know a lot of people, for example, my sister, she's a teacher. Um, she's now going to be using one of my prints to hang up in her school. And I think photography is such a great medium because you can see it and it sparks a conversation. Um, so things like that, I think that really means a lot to me and most photographers. That's amazing. Like our goal too with Scopio is to get these photos like in history books too. So, you know, we've been reached out to by not only news outlets, but also history books. And that is so cool for us. Like I, the second I saw your images and all the other ones coming, I was like, one day I want Scopio to have a museum with these pictures so everybody can come and see them so they don't go away. And that's actually yeah. why I started the company like six years ago was because of the Arab Spring protest photos and I was like these are the most epic images I've ever seen in my life why are they just going to sit on this little 640 by 640 square mm -hmm. they should be able to be used everywhere so I totally get that and even just in that classroom just mm -hmm. seeing that every day for these kids for the next few years like they'll understand that because visual you know that visuals are so powerful but what I thought was really interesting about your pictures was that you actually took the picture a little step further and you blacked out the eyes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's, it's like, I mean, I mean, what it was the, what's the meaning of that? Yeah, well, I can start it with two things. I think one, um, I just wanted to give people privacy. I think with protesting and me being new to it, I didn't really know like the protocols, there's no rules or guidelines. So knowing that protesting is different for a lot of people, I just wanted to respect everyone's personal opinion because the last thing I want to come back and say, hey, I didn't give you permission to do that. Same thing with Scopia. Like when I was submitting photos, you had to submit talent releases. Um, so I think that's the first thing. I think visually, um, as I started doing it, there is something that just really strikes me. Like there's a Kendrick Lamar album where he actually uses those same black bars um, to cover up all the different people. And I think you know, I'm kind of like, it just, it adds like a style. It's almost like my stand to the photos. Like, I think back to your question of how do you stand out? Um, there's so many photographers doing my photography, um, especially during the protest. So it's like, 
what can Emery do to make himself stand out? And I think as I continue to do that, I was like, when people see those photos, they know that's fine. Uh, I'll good. have you kick the rest of the questions. Yeah, we have a question from Taylor, my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> how do you think you can continue to influence others by using your photography as your voice? Um, I think it's just one thing, like, being able, I think photography and what I've been doing, it really expands just beyond the medium. I think um, even, for example, my dad, like, he was really into photography back in the day. And, like, me being able to do that and, you know, like, seeing everything I've been able to do, um, he's now getting back into it. And I think there's so many people, like, I just want to be able to show people that no matter what you do, you have a purpose in this world and you have a voice. And even if you're feeling uncomfortable and you don't feel sure in what you're doing, it's possible because someone out there is going to gravitate towards your work. So I think with the photography, I would just like to continue to inspire people just to pick up that hobby that they didn't do, start that business, start that book, um, something that they've kind of just been thinking about over and over. Um, they do it. Um, you have nothing to lose at this point. Yeah, especially now, I feel like there's such a good excuse to be like, well, because of Corona and, you know, and I read the other day that Shakespeare actually wrote Macbeth and some of his biggest plays when he was in quarantine. And there's yeah. so many stories like that. But yeah. I think now it's, and even as like, you know, as like a, with Scopio, I'm like, finally, like we've been caring about these subjects for so long, but now people actually want to hear about it. And it's like, finally this exhale that yeah. you can do that. Yeah. And it's also like about documentation, I think too. Like that's probably where your passion is like, I got to save this i got to bookmark it mm -hmm. um and yeah so that's awesome yeah you bring up a good point about quarantine too because i think working in advertising i was mentioning like you have all these content plans for 2020 and 2021 so when all that got shifted i felt like i was not i was just in my apartment just figuring out like i just want to get my hands on something um and then i got really moved with the black lives matter movement that i had a camera i had my shot just because of we were in quarantine that really we weren't allowed to go out nor was there really anything to really take pictures of um so i just i think i just had so much creativity built built up in me um and i got out and once i started that like i kind of just fell in love with it all over again so um another thing too i think with quarantine everyone's dealing with it different i think first and foremost take care of your mental health take care of your physical health um but use this as a chance to just do things that you normally didn't get the chance to do i think um this is a once in a lifetime thing, hopefully, um, who knows where the world will go. Um, but use that to your advantage. I think take advantage of the time that you have, uh, the places um, that you are. I know a lot of people they back home or they travel to do work. Um, and just be able to use that, this opportunity to just do something greater. I think that's my piece of advice. Totally. Cool. I have another question from an old coworker and friend, Leif. Having seen you've done some small short films, you plan on expanding and doing more of that? I really want to. Um, I started doing video, um, I want to say a year ago. And another, that's another medium, I think. It, it tells the story a little bit more because I used to do whenever I go travel um, or I'm doing some type of event, um, just be, because like a picture is so linear, I think sometimes a video is like able to capture the full experience. So as I'm going to New York, I would love to do more of that just because there's so many things that I'm going to be able to doing. So I think once the world gets in a better place, video is something that I'm going to be exploring as well. What kind of uh, camera do you use? I use Sony A6000. Um, I've had it for about two years now. Um, it's a pretty entry-level camera, but I think 
another point I want to leave to the group is that you don't need a really expensive camera just because like you'll get better pictures. Um, even if you have an iPhone, I think that really goes a long way. It's really just about the eye. It's really about your authentic perspective on how you're taking photos. Um, so again, I think what's really nice about photography is there's really no barrier to entry. And like, if you have a phone, which people do, you are a photographer in a way. Um, and you have a unique story to tell. Um, so yeah, I, I think a lot of people get intimidated. Like I, I need a $2,000 camera and I need this editing software. I mean, just get out and do it and you'll realize how, um, how much you can do and how much you can learn. Have you used any like video, um, mobile video editing tools or like yeah. what would be like a starter kit for people? Yeah. So I, I mean, iMovie is great. If you want to start, I use Adobe Lightroom to edit my photos. I've come across things on an iPhone. Like I remember, um, I'm West African. I was in Liberia in 2016 and same thing. Like I had an iPhone. I was just taken back by everything that was like I was experiencing. And I remember I shot and edited an entire film on my phone. And what I was doing was I had the slow motion camera or the slow motion feature on my phone. And I would just like, as you're driving past, I would just film things and stop it and then speed it up and then warp it and then speed it up again. And like I had it to this really dope Jake Cole song, which like I didn't have the right. I, I didn't get to publish it on Instagram. So no role models. I remember like, I think it was just one of those things where I could have just taken that as I need this nice camera. I need the editing equipment to actually do it. But like I said, it was just so raw and organic. Like I had the phone I was taking back and I really had a vision of what I wanted to create. Um, and from there I was able to come up with a quote unquote short film. And where'd you put it? How'd you get people to see so it? I, I had it on my phone. I think I spent three, four days like trying to like extract the, like extract the, I guess you can say, lyrics and make it an instrumental because the song worked so well for this for the video mm -hmm. and i had tried to like i even like um i a dj in my former life but i was trying to like mix the like a song and somebody else's lyrics so there wouldn't be copyright issues but it's just like it was just so fun like i, I think i was 20 21 at the time um so it's just, it's just getting really creative with what's out there i think with everything like um scopio there's so many images that you can find out there um the app store has so many there's tutorials online just get creative and have a vision and have fun with it i think that's the biggest thing yeah with some of those tools you can't really get better unless you just start using them yeah and you and figure out what it. so, so it's like some people like the more complexity um of adobe some people like something like an iMovie um, so you just have to figure out what works best for you yeah and you know what people don't talk about that much but you can always find like a partner like an editing partner like if you're really good at something or you at least have a vi vision like I have a lot of ideas all the time but I'm but then I like I have people that like can really help me bring it to life so I think sometimes people struggle like oh I'm like not creative or I don't know how to use these tools but if you just have a friend that can help you edit like honestly like especially with quarantine it shows more like having fun is not always the typical mm -hmm. route. Like, you can have so much fun creating something together and yep. that you both build and um that's that's key and i think like for photography in a way of like i don't have a drone but it, at some people like some people have really good drones that they can able like capture really good photography but they they don't really have experience of shooting on the ground so it's like you take those two photographers they both have their influence they both have a following on instagram you put them together they make a video a quote-unquote collab 
they like I would then get their following. They would then get my following. We create something yeah. about back to brands. It's like you have big brands. Like think about the Travis Scott McDonald's. Like you take Travis Scott's equity, you take McDonald's equity, you put them together, and it goes viral. Um, so I think there is something in, like in the art of collaboration that can really be transferred to a lot of different industries. So how can like the Black Lives Matter photographer? Like I have, we have photographers that submitted to our website. Like can we do anything to connect them or? How do you think you can collaborate? Is it just people within your city or like, what do you think we can do to get more of like, uh, I guess not remixes, but more like, uh, I guess, taking it to the next level where whether it's video or whether it's more longer form stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just creating some type of platform or tool that black photographers can come and connect with each other. I think. Um, the way it happened in me um, in Portland has just been so organic because I'll come across a photo, share it. They come across my photo, they share it. We hang out, we connect. Like I then follow people they follow. They then like um, people they follow will follow me. Um, and then we continue to work. I think what's been really cool about quarantine is like for the first few months I was doing it, all these connections have been virtual. Um, and I think there's a power to that because you're not limited by cities anymore. Like that from Chicago that had connected me to a photographer in Oakland um, that was doing something similar. He's like, hey, your two styles are pretty similar. You guys should meet up. Um, and we were being- and Where are you meeting? Like Zoom or Instagram? I mean, you can do anything. Zoom, primarily Instagram. So it's been a really good tool. So I think it's just, and back to the conversation of putting out your content. Like if you're not doing it, then you really are putting a glass ceiling on who you can reach. Um, so that's the biggest thing is just having an authentic voice, being willing to meet people. I think with both advertising, um, and within photography, it's really about who you know and meeting the right people. Um, so just being able to be authentic and like use your platform to then connect with other people. That's really important. Totally. Well, thanks so much, Emery. Oh, I think you. people learned, learned a lot and we'll be sharing it again so people can look back. Thank you. Thanks everyone. I'll see you. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. I'm Christina, the CEO at Scopio. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Scopio Images. Head over to scopio.io for access to the world's largest library of authentic images. Scope them out. And if you're a photographer, don't forget to sign up to get the world to use your diverse images. Thanks and see you next week.